0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cartoncast. My name is Ben. And my name is Zane. And today, we are talking about a movie. It is our ever-popular bootleg segment on the Cartoncast, which I do the intro in order by telling you. It's the podcast where we review old cartoons to see what we think about them as adults. And today, for our aforementioned bootleg segments, because I did this in the right order, Mm -hmm. we're going to be discussing a very influential movie the likes of which we have not seen since Roger himself, the rabbit. I uh, I dare say that is, this isn't
1: a movie at all. This is this is a film.
0: Uh, it's a. Is it a film? A film. Is that yeah, what it is? That's right. Yeah. Uh, this is cinema. We're talking about we're talking about Akira. This yeah. is Kirsten Cinema type <laughs> stuff here. That'll age so well, Zane.
1: Yeah. When when the politicians in the middle of the movie are just going back and forth, not getting anything
0: done. She There's took a, a stand and sold us out to the military. There's so much, like, political intrigue that is not explained a whit, and I love all of it. <laughs> uh, then I'm, I'm. spoiler alert, it's not better when you read the manga. <laughs> oh, good. No, 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 it, it shouldn't be. Because, like, okay, so we're talking about Akira today. And one of the main things that I think is good to state at the outset... uh is something that I will wait for you to do the production history on because we're doing this in the right order. <clears throat> you're you're really killing it today.
1: I'm and crushing it. it. It's a sci-fi movie that is chronological though. So it's it's weird that you're, you know, this is the one. Um <laughs> so Akira was released in 1988 and was based on the 1982 manga of the same name which actually finished in 1990. So they they were in production at the same time.
0: Yeah, it was kind of a Game of Thrones situation, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, both were created by Katsuhiro Otomo, who adapted both works to suit the strengths of their mediums. And um, there's kind of a lot of history about this. This is a film which um, came out of a very specific cultural context in terms of time and place and resources mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, and I think, <clears throat> you know, a lot of that is going to be better explored in any number of YouTube video essays than here. I think our focus is primarily going to be on this as a standalone movie, but, you know, there's there's kind of too much of it to hit on everything.
0: There is, but I would like to narrow our focus because it is the first time that we are deliberately looking at something so clearly the subgenre that it is. Mm. We got cyberpunk, and <laughs> we haven't talked about a cyberpunk before. And I think that this is this would be a really good entry point to discuss some of the themes of a cyberpunk and the ways that this movie codified it and uh and and part of why cyberpunk became so beloved is yeah probably in no small part because of this movie. Th- this so- film is held
1: up as one of the pillars of the genre like alongside blade runner
0: like, alongside, like, Neuromancer or yeah. Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is one of the things, not merely that inhabits the subgenre, but one that defined
1: it. Yeah, there, there a ton of people will credit this as uh, being an influence. Um, the film itself got an English dub in 1989 by Streamline, which also handled several uh, Ghibli films. Um, it got an updated Pioneer dub in 2001. The uh, the lead role of that, uh, the lead role of Canada, went to our good friend Johnny Young Bosch. Because when oh. you need a punk shitlord, oh boy, he's ready yeah. to go.
0: <laughs> Look no further. I I love Kaneda. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, so, so, he's so He's so great. great. Uh, d- you had mentioned that there was some crossover between uh, this studio and Studio Ghibli. Um, I believe it's some of the key animators would later work on Ghibli movies.
1: I feel like if you were part of Akira, you can kind of do what you want after that. You do whatever you want, yeah. <laughs>
0: And, like, I, I, I'm i not going to go super into it, but the way that this permeated the cultural divide, um, like, equal to or even greater than Dragon Ball mm. in terms of being able to permeate Western markets. I have known of Akira for a long time. The fact that the cyberpunk genre is well-defined by Akira, like, any any cyberpunk that you happen to see in Western civilization is probably in some way shape or form like influence it's it's, it's by a Akira big part of specifically. it specifically
1: and you know it, it has its roots in science fiction it has its root in this sort of um you know dystopian punk mad max style situation as well mm-hmm. um but i think one of the reasons why it became so influential is just because it is a technical marvel and spectacle um it's beautiful the, the film used a number of impressive visual techniques, uh, including some early CGI. Um, it had a budget of what equates to about $10 million, which at the time in the anime industry was Yeah, huge. that's extravagant. J- Japan was going through a boom economy in the 80s, and anime was emphasized as a major cultural export. Um, yeah. And it's kind of— <laughs> I dare say we haven't moved— too far from that well you know the, the the japanese economy stalled hard in the 90s and so the, the film which itself you know has a lot of commentary on japanese culture and history uh it, it's sort of ironic that it's all about this sort of rebirth and uh reconstruction uh after a big destructive event uh was mm-hmm. was shortly followed by a period of long stagnation
0: yeah that that, that is kind of uh prescient almost They Um, also predicted the
1: 2020 uh, Japan Olympics.
0: Oh, cool. (laughs) And they predicted that um, something bad would happen
1: that would cause it to not happen.
0: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But they predicted 2019. Well, they were expecting um,
1: psychics to attack rather than, you know, a plague. Right. Right.
0: Uh, A a psychic by another name. I'd almost... (laughs) Little cellular psychics. Ooh. Uh, They do talk about uh, amoebas having hyper-evolution in this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it gets a little up its uh, own ass in the middle section.
0: A little a little up its own and in the, ass, uh, yeah. And
1: in the ending section.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of into it, but yeah. <laughs> we, we can talk about it when we get there. I wanted to specifically define the terms that we're working with sure. for cyberpunk. Because we have seen things that are related to it before, but just so it's stated explicitly, cyberpunk is broadly defined by a combination of low life and high tech. So this is... Best seen in William Gibson's Neuromancer. It's mm-hmm. broadly considered the beginning of the genre proper. Um, but we have seen it in different properties before. A lot of sci-fi, such as Cowboy Bebop or Outlaw Star, are are pretty much there, right? Like we're not looking at the high and mighty. We're not looking at Star Wars high fantasy empire uh versus uh rebellion, mm-hmm. right? We are seeing somebody on the outskirts trying to make a living using high tech but they're still slumming it with in in the in the dingy bars uh, like a differ- it's very firefly
1: a, a differentiation between this and those works i think is that in um you know cowboy bebop and outlaw star they're rebelling kind of a, a, at a personal level and they're you know they're on their own adventure in this sort of uh, very unequal society and, and with a lot of sci-fi going on here it is an active rebellion against the system
0: i think that final fantasy 7 is actually one of the more similar uh titles to compare yeah, this to because, I, I would agree because there there is also there is both a societal rebellion that's occurring but also an interpersonal one you know yeah Kaneda and Tetsuo versus Sephiroth and Cloud it's it's not unreasonable comparison to make like they are speaking of the same themes of like societal decay with at with the um hyper evolution of technology being um being shown both explicitly in, like, the, um, in the society, there's different factions, Avalanche versus Midgar. Yeah. But there's also the personal connection of, like, this person symbolizes change, and this person symbolizes stagnation. And
1: because it's, um, a Japanese work, uh, one of the major emphases is, is the dangers of technology, um, because, of course, you know, that historical context of the atom bomb kind of goes without saying, but, you know, that is a, a present... Uh, cultural memory and it is very relevant to the plot itself
0: yeah very much so
1: um and a lot of uh you know you can do a lot of symbolic analysis of the characters as they go down a spiral go into drugs uh fuse themselves with technology go out of control you know there's a lot of of that going on as well as some more explicit mentions by some characters who are like, we need to make Japan great
0: again. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that going on. That's weirdly in the background. Cause there's yeah. a lot of psychics in the front. Um, but yeah. Uh, and I, I, like what you mentioned about like the, um, the, the, the culture of the cyberpunk genre here. It's all like dingy bars and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Dingy bars and biker, like Mad Max territory. Yeah. Uh, point of articulation this is this is kind of like a thing that sometimes happens with with japanese media is that there's a delineation in the cyberpunk genre so western cyberpunk was largely influenced by sci-fi writers okay Mm. so like that hence like the philip k dick award that's why you end up with a lot of stuff like a scanner darkly in your cyberpunk stuff it's a little less fantastical um and it's like it, it cyberpunk is usually set like 20 years into the future sure Western cyberpunk is twenty years. Japanese cyberpunk is more like fifty to a hundred years. Like they, they're a little bit farther along. But also, I don't know if you know knew this. Japanese cyberpunk isn't rooted in sci-fi writing. No, it's actually rooted in punk culture and the underground music scene. And Zane, we've seen the punk culture before. <laughs> we know all about it's, the 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 Japanese punk game <laughs> gangs, the Elvises. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's why it's why the extended cast looks like the cast of Cromarty High School in one scene here. Yeah, <laughs> it's really I mean, good. I mean,
1: the character of Canada, you can see Yusuke Urameshi just being copy-pasted oh. over. <laughs>
0: Goddamn, 1 to 1. And like, oh my god, I love Canada so much. Dude, his his jacket with the pill. Yeah. That is so iconic, and I'm so surprised I haven't seen it at every anime convention I've ever been to.
1: <laughs> well, you get asked questions by security.
0: Everyone's just wearing dumb, like um those those dumb uh, ninja robes mm-hmm. or the uh, or, or the Edward Elric uh, long <laughs> coat.
1: Well, he, Edward Elric was a hero, hero of the people. We need to honor his memory. Um, his memory (laughs) what (laughs) happened to him i guess i don't remember the end of that show (laughs) um but yeah i mean one of the reasons i think that um you know in in japanese cyberpunk the technology level is a bit more advanced and things can do whatever you want like laser rifles uh and and you know drugs that can turn you into a space monster that also has to do with um the japanese history where they kind of had to modernize real quick because <laughs> they knew what would happen if they didn't
0: that's a good point yeah and then cuz japan is you know not a resource rich nation so that was kind of their that was kind of their out right um,
1: um so speaking of the the way people look in this um one of the uh things that was emphasized in uh you know in, people's reaction to it at the time was, hey, normally anime girls look cutesy, right? Like they they they're drawn yeah, in a they're different so way. So homely, I love it. Yeah, they're drawn like people here, and yeah, you know, you're not getting people uh, well, crazy
0: people on the a- Akira scale where they've got two distinct skulls <laughs> in the general head area. Yeah,
1: e- either you have a big forehead or you have a, a porn mustache. and There's no in between.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the porn mustache, dude. Mustache. It's so hard to tell characters apart. And, and again, we can see, it like, a direct line from here to Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a lot of cyberpunk stuff going on, that weird tech punctuated across traditionalist Japanese sentiment, and the mustache game is on point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and, and the fact that, you know, you have characters looking like real people and not, you know, multicolored magical girl whatever, it... it grounds you so that when the fantastical stuff hits um it feels much more threatening than it might in another anime
0: something to keep in mind for the breadth of, for the for the breadth of this movie just because we're, we're talking about the technology stuff um and the and the psychics and whatnot there is you know it's it's the super robot kind of paradigm where like technology reaches a certain point that it's just magic mm-hmm. uh and it's important to recognize that as we go through the themes of the cyberpunk genre, we are constantly looking at the low, low life plus high tech, and the uh, downtrodden populace versus the um, over, overfunded and militaristic government. That there's a couple different partitions for it because it's you know regular people government government psychics psychics god like it's there, there's it's the, a lot of factions here there's there's a lot of factions and they kind of repeat the cyberpunk theme many times through those factions in a way that we, we haven't said it yet you've stated to the uh to the fact that this is a technological marvel of its time and still oh, looks yeah. excellent today but it's, it's also very thematically sound yeah yeah like there's so there's so many different ways that it articulates the same thing that it gives you it gives it just like a, a very i i felt i felt very satisfied at the conclusion of this movie like they, they there are loose ends but i didn't care about them the the world of neo
1: tokyo is extremely well fleshed out because it came as a manga and had years to develop in that yeah. specific style um and and developed its own identity and then they you know they put in the money and the effort to make it look incredible as well but it just feels very it feels very real and very lived in right um mm-hmm. and so a lot of the times because it's compressing a a huge story into a couple of hours it um a lot of it comes across more as a feeling than a clear plot like you can yeah. you, you know the major beats of it i don't
0: know what go, what is going on with ryu and i don't care yeah, he a gets lot the of plot it, where it needs to go a
1: lot of it gets a bit um kind of glossed over so so the the manga is typically collected into six volumes um which i read uh today it's it's a real page turner and (laughs) (laughs) well then um the movie basically takes a huge chunk of the first volume a good bit of the second a bit of the
0: sixth and that's it yeah it seems like there were and more, you know, places for, for development. Th- there are major
1: things. plot divergences, but they don't matter because the scenes where the bulk of the meaning is derived and the bulk of the major plot events are handled in a way that is emotionally resonant in, in the same ways, even if the plot beats are slightly different. Um, yeah. If you have to pick one, I would say watch the movie. I can't overstate that, like, the middle half of this manga series is is just people beating each other to death in the ruins of a city. It's just oh. that. <laughs> it's, it's just that.
0: I mean, we do get a good amount of the police, the the, the police state brutality yeah. in this. And What's that's not clear as context for the beatings, but the fact that the beatings are happening is the point. It Like, I, it's not really important why they're happening. Yeah. It's just like, this is an element of the... Uh, fractured nature of this society and the fact that it's on a tipping point and could go either it's, way. It's it's
1: backgrounded because um the things that play to film's strengths, which is the emotional characterization, uh, and these sort of larger than life ideas and spectacles, those are yeah. given the focus, and I think that's the right choice.
0: I think so too. There are the there is the odd scene where I'm like yep this is there there's there's scene missing for this mm-hmm. i get the point of the scene i can see why it got edited down to this but boy howdy did they not set any of that up yeah uh but i'll call it out when it happens yep um the only other thing i wanted to mention mm. is uh one particular point of uh animation that you have seen mm. audience the famous Akira slide the Akira slide. Uh, this is wonderful. And if you just go to a YouTube and type in Akira slide and get like a two and a half minute compilation of everyone doing the exact same thing with the camera, which is there's a motorcycle. It goes from the foreground and skids to the background and the motorcycle is perpendicular to the face of the camera. It looks great. Uh, it's amazing. It's, it's so damn good. <laughs> and I've seen it so many times and didn't realize that it was a direct reference to this
1: yeah it, it's a visual Wilhelm scream if everybody who yes. did the Wilhelm scream had to dub it themselves
0: there is a movie I watched a long time ago, a long time ago called like the battle battleship Potemkin uh-huh. and it has a very famous scene of um it has a very ce- famous scene of uh military people slaughtering civilians on like the steps of a capital of sorts mm-hmm. And like that scene gets propagated through a bunch of works of fiction as like an homage. Uh, it, it this is this is kind of like the same mm. level. Oh, of I thought notoriety. you were gonna
1: say that the battleship sped and then skidded horizontally. In a oh spot. man, yeah, it, it turned into an episode of Black Lagoon. You sunk my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we can um, we'll get into the the plot. I think. Um, Sure. The characters I think are are largely defined by what happens to them and the powers they develop. Um
0: I'll agree, but I want to at least mention that the, the primal the prime characters, the main focal two characters are this is from Japan, so even before we got, you know, Q and Slam Dunk and all the shonen stuff, every relationship is boys screaming at each other you're, you're my bro bro <laughs> every there's no other relationship in japan yeah uh as far as i can tell mm-hmm. and it, the main relationship here is two boys tetsuo and kaneda whom are they're in a biker gang you know kind of they're, they're members of a biker gang they used to be in an in a, in a in like an adoption facility and they've sort of been both depending on each other and rivals with each other their whole lives tetsuo is very timid to kaneda's like braggart uh confidence um and their relationship is the more interesting one of the movie but i I don't know how much we actually want to say about them specifically at the outset you you just kind of one of them's cocky and one of them shy
1: yeah and that that uh relationship develops in very interesting ways i think um I think it's a strong suit of the movie itself that uh, they they play that up and use it as a uh, you know Tetsuo's feelings in particular of inadequacy and impotence uh, as a driver of his actions.
0: Oh, that's that's shown in that's shown in um, storytelling at its finest. Every time Goku powers up, it's because he's experiencing big emotion. Yeah, it but never that, happens that... through cha- training. It always happens through emotion.
1: But that feels cliched in a way that this doesn't because this is a very real expression of psychology in a way that, like, I'm not strong enough, just kind of isn't.
0: That's true, and I think that it's tempered because so much of the theme of, hey, this is basically a nuke, is that we don't really have the capacity to control it, and that's very well articulated through his interactions. Like, the way that he is constantly gripping his head to, like, keep from exploding is is very it communicates to us that this is not just a good boy powering up yeah like there's and there's
1: sinister elements here in the same way evangelion did a did a similar thing um and we, oh sure and the reason we love kanada is because in the face of this man who is a nuke and everybody's cowering in fear he's the only one who's like you dipshit you're not gonna explode fight me
0: <laughs> he 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 doesn't get anywhere he starts on a bike and he ends on a bike <laughs> he doesn't like become more capable he's just like has the durability of several tanks somehow <laughs> and just like sort of wanders to and fro explosions like Lupin uh you know just dodging things that would kill lesser S- men. Some
1: like some sort of incredible forest gump. Like uh Yeah, like it just runs around a lot. In the manga, it's so much more egregious. He just shows up at every climactic encounter like, oh boy, I better shoot people and ride on a bike here. <laughs> and then the Colonel shows up like, what the what the hell are you doing here? This doesn't. Why are we listening you. to you?
0: Yeah, it, it, you do get the, it's it, it's very funny by the end of the movie. <laughs> the 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 stakes versus the people involved mm-hmm. seem very very Mad Libs. Yeah. It's like who was around and we named. They're the important ones. Yeah. Um. But yeah,
1: speaking of a man who's a nuke, we start with Tokyo getting nuked. Um. Yeah. That's quite a visual. It tells us that that's kind of the beginning of World War Three. Um, But then we jump to like 30 years in the future In the far off year of
0: 2019 (laughs) Right away Deep Thrumming Drums This is not a John Williams masterpiece The music choice here is a very 80s Japanese anime Sort of methodology Mm -hmm. Like this is a very similar to The music that you would find in a Ghibli movie is what i thought
1: it also drew uh inspiration from indonesian music in particular gamelan um so there are parts in the movie where it gets very um stylistic and distinct from the way that it's been um and that Mm. that's that influence and i think it was used to good effect it kind of shows like a thing we're not used to seeing in this cultural context um and and that's how it kind of gives it that extra push
0: there's some of the music that fits like a glove, and other bits of the music that fit like a glove without a hand in it. Ooh, where I'm yeah. like, that's that's a music choice. I don't know why it's that one. It is making me pay attention, but it's not really selling anything. Yeah, I'm, in the, I'm shaking the... a glove,
1: and the glove has meat in it, but it's not a normal handshake. It's not. It's it's not meat you're familiar with. Sir. <laughs> this is the new meat. long live the new flesh cyborg meat uh yeah so we get a picture of society on the edge right we have corruption rioting immediately
0: into cyberpunk like they want to tell you yeah low life high tech you've got it all life is riddled with corruption everything's neon it's a slightly grubbier version of outlaw star is Mm -hmm. how i thought of it but you know localized to a single city Mm -hmm. and
1: we get a bike chase uh between these gangs the pills and the clowns
0: I lo- I like the dialogue between the bikers and the barman. Mm-hmm. Like they're both on the wrong side of the tracks, but the, they're, they're both a the disfavored underclass. But like that doesn't make them friends. The barman and the bikers are just constantly mouthing off to each other, yep. <laughs> and, like shooting each other middle fingers. Um, it feels lived yeah, in. Yeah, uh, it does feel lived in. The the there is they they just take off. They they're just fucking shit up like this is what a biker gang does in a dystopia it just fucks shit up more yeah like what else is there to do you can't punch up well so you have to like infight with rival biker gangs right they're not trying to like they're not fighting over territory for like drugs or anything they're just full of piss and vinegar that that is (laughs) the nature of gangs
1: isn't it um and (laughs) you know the fact that it's a bike chase they're driving a long distance this is how the they set the scene right you you travel through tokyo neo tokyo and you see that it's made of neon right yeah um the electrocycles have light smearing effects it's it's just
0: oh it's it's just tron it's, basically. it's beating
1: you over the head with its spectacle um but the but the music is oddly like rhythmic
0: and tribal that it's very primal chanting and percussion and then there's this deep gasping that punctuates the biker fight mm-hmm. and like it's hard to describe because you're probably used to a fight in a movie, but you're not used to something as brutal as a biker fight in a movie, and you certainly aren't used to biker fight in a movie while there's tribal chanting and gasping noises in the yeah, music. Yeah, it, it's disarming.
1: And they lean into the brutality, right? Like, you see the effects of the violence. You see somebody's arm get crunched over by a motorcycle.
0: Yeah, it's their their life is cheap, and there isn't really... A governing body that can handle them Mm -hmm. like it's it's kind of a firefly situation like you should obey the law but realistically (laughs) you have a bike and the resources are stretched thin so sometimes you're just going to get rival gangs fighting and that's just how it is yeah
1: um so they do that for a bit and then we have an oh shit the cops scene um yeah and we, we we see a lot of things that aren't explained for a while. Uh, foremost among them, a wounded man holding onto an old man
0: boy. Yeah, we should we should probably try to describe this character. Yeah, so uh, you're gonna see you're gonna see a few of them.
1: Yeah, these are these are clearly children, but they're wrinkly and uh, especially in the face. Um, so they're described as like they look like children who are old people, uh, and they're kind of bluish. Yes.
0: They look a little Benjamin Button at at the at the out of his life, where he's just like a wrinkly old man, baby. Yeah, uh, and, th- and they are blue. They're kind of the same design that Mamo had from Mystery yeah. of Mamo. I think that Japan just likes wrinkled old blue. Like, <laughs> was the Blue Man Group? hang on a second how, how, okay so when did blue, when, when 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 did japan learn of the blue man group this is
1: this is your dumbest conspiracy theory yet
0: <laughs> i didn't even say it yeah you were I'm thinking it. and i have just psychic powers um uh, so, oh, okay. so
1: these are the espers they're they're psychics um you know when the the guy who's like i guess trying to rescue him from his facility gets gunned down he screams and blows out the windows, like. Modern anime, we recognize this as some telekinesis, super saiyan shit. But at the time, they kind of needed to to explain what psychic powers are.
0: the The psychic explosions are really cool in this because they kind of they emit pressure but without any matter, which means that a lot of the time buildings or floors look like there was just a pocket of hyper gravity, mm-hmm. like it's as though someone dropped an enormous globe an enormous sphere onto the object but you do not see a sphere being dropped onto it it's just like it emanates from a point yeah um i i just i really like the the way that looks whenever Mm -hmm. it happens but yeah he is gunned down uh and he guns down he 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 pulls a gun and tries and and shoots like a dog in you know pursuit of him like it's just that there's blood there's blood in this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's grimy and gritty and bloody. Yeah,
1: and the military presence is right on the spot. You know, this is clearly a high-priority target. Um, we just get some... Yeah, like, they
0: only bring the bikers in because they happen to be in the area. Like, they, they don't actually care about the bikers. They care about this little mutant man-boy, baby.
1: And they care about Tetsuo because Tetsuo, um, one of the bikers from the gang, uh, he's, like, you know, chasing down the clown guy, but he crashes into this psychic boy... Who
0: explodes him. Um, I was having a hard time understanding... Why this gave him superpowers? That's That was how it articulated to me, <laughs> is that there's new superpowers because of contact with a uh, brain baby, mm-hmm. right? But later flashbacks suggest that this isn't the case. Oh, you mean when he's, and I, Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not really sure if this, this conveyed... I don't remember... I didn't read the source manual. I don't know if psychic men, baby, when they blow up your motorcycle, it confers their psychic powers to you or, or whether it was just like it, it primed the pump. Like the psychic powers were always there, but yeah, this like it's, made them awaken. It's,
1: that's probably it. They, they talk about awakening uh, powers and how it works in yeah. the, in the, in the manga, they spend a lot more time showing people like being given the drugs to,
0: oh. um,
1: and you know, like either dying immediately or developing the powers. Um, but his powers and why his are so strong aren't really explained anywhere. It's just like and, and it, it, it was really bound matter. to happen sooner just, or later.
0: This is one of those things that's like uh, there's a plot in here somewhere mm-hmm. and we don't really care how it shakes out. The end result is that Tetsuo is injured and will develop psychic powers pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, As befits yeah, his massive and, and forehead. That, that it becomes very pronounced. <laughs> Very quickly. Um, yeah, so, um,
1: you know, the military arrests the pill gang. Um, they, we get a prison processing scene. Kanada is I, kind of showing off his characterization as an adorable punk. Great facial it, expressions. It's very
0: This was one of the parts of the movie where I laughed out loud. Like, mm-hmm. the real funny line. The cop is looking at the rap sheets. He pans across the room at the cast of Cromartie High School. <laughs> you know, you're just seeing, like, a bunch of greasers flicking their switchblades. And he looks down and he's like... So you and your friends went out at night on your bike <laughs> to visit your dying mother and a group of hooligans called the clowns picked a fight with you and just kind of trying to be like very proper. And yeah, it's um, it was very it's like and the, the cops aren't buying the, the it. It's just like, so you're telling me all of you went to your dying mother. How is she doing? Huh? Like, oh, okay. she's fine.
1: Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> part of what sells it um, is the way that they recorded the lines in the. Uh, I don't know if you watched the original Japanese. Um... I I I watched the the sub. Okay. Yeah. So normally, when you're doing an uh, anime, you animate it first, and then people try to lip sync uh, or or speak to what the actors on the screen are doing. The the images. Here, it was the other way around. They let. Actors, uh, particularly those with little experience, because they didn't want people who were trained to follow what the animation oh. was, was reading. They trained them; that they had them read the script and give full emotion, and then they had to animate the lips around that. Right? Like hmm. it was entirely a, a more organic performance, and that's why, like, they're very expressive.
0: That's great, and it it, it works. Mm-hmm. Like it's beautiful, and like I I didn't feel like it tripped up. there's sometimes you go back into the 80s and there's pretty obvious lip syncing errors i feel like that's mostly in syndicated cartoons that were trying to sell toys because like they didn't have budget and they didn't really care yeah but like for something like this i'm not surprised that i didn't find any moments where yeah. they where they fucked up speaking of the 80s uh the cops seem more concerned with cracking down on anti-government
1: organizers rather than gang violence
0: um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is really good. Like this, this whole processed at the station scene just has a lot of good background details. Yeah, shows you the level um, that
1: they're that they're operating on.
0: When they're walking out of the police station, when you know Kaneda and his and his crew are all kind of dismissed, mm-hmm. they they pan out to the whole police station. There's a bunch of cubicles. There's a there's a cop just beating the shit out of a perp in a cubicle. Yeah. Like these, it, it's easily seen from that. It's not a separate room, in the, you know, in it's, the just, previous, it's happening
1: in full broad daylight. In the previous scene when they were doing like smoke bombs and tear gas and stuff, you there, there's a scene of a guy like scrambling, running out of the smoke and a cop just like very casually hits him square in the chest with a smoke bomb.
0: Yeah. One of them, there's like a, there's like a lot of scene of cops laughing, while putting down insurrection, like mm-hmm. it, it's or rebellion, like it's just it's very clearly trying to communicate to you, this is police state, you know, we've got yes. a lot of underclass, and the only way that the police can communicate with them is brutality. This is a shitty
1: society. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know if this is, I don't know if we've been coming across if, <laughs> well, if our point has been getting it, through. It, it's but. important
1: to recognize because the reason neo tokyo is like this is because of that huge traumatic incident in its recent past in the same way that as we'll see uh tetsuo's trauma and uh, insecurities are one of the main reasons why um what happens to him happens yeah it's i think a really good um parallelism between the city and the character
0: i just love the background detail of a cop beating up a perp in full view of everyone in the police station yeah like, part of thing. They're, the they're, they're not like, hiding anything everything's out in the open they know their police state the underclass knows their police state it's it's we're, we're past the point at which we're trying to cover this up as egalitarian part of the whole we are
1: making a movie designed from the ground up to be a masterpiece is we're gonna cram as much
0: detail in every shot as we can <laughs> yeah it's really good um yeah we get we get tetsuo being put into a super mri Mm, yeah uh yeah and and there's this interesting kind of bell and chime music when the scientist is like looking at his energy signature readout Mm -hmm. did you notice that yeah it's very cool sci-fi whistly kind of stuff
1: yeah um and he compares it to Akira's, which may be too dangerous to control. You know, it's it's the nuke thing again. Um, basically, they're going well, to. Well, and him it's a
0: theme of cyberpunk is yep. like the emergent technology causing a cataclysm beyond which humanity cannot control.
1: And the way you control it with what we have is with drugs.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. Just put drugs in it. Just like in real the, life, the world. The, the notion that the world is moving too fast to be safely contained is like pre-apocalyptic fare in a number of. works of fiction and it's a concern that we still have about nuclear power so like yeah it's it's not an unreasonable thing to suggest that we're not ready for this it is kind of telling that tetsuo is the victim here yeah so like it they they, they don't have no point here (laughs) but you know that doesn't make it okay what tetsuo does i don't know it's it's complex um we're introduced to this recurring character the colonel Um, so the colonel is kind of, he must the only sane. he's like the only sane person on earth. (laughs) Yeah. But he's also
1: kind of like, like he, he, later on, he initiates a coup. He says that, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this city has lost its roots. They're not built. They're not rebuilding anymore. They, they really need to, what they need is a tragedy to, to bring them all together again. It's kind of Ozymandias, honestly.
0: I I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. It's not that Um, hard,
1: but like. This is the guy who I was like, "This is a make Japan great again" character. Like
0: he's he's close to it, and there's he, there's something to, like he's very clearly put in contrast to the the chair members, the 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 board of directors, the or council whatever, who's Husa just city.
1: squabbling. They don't understand a man of action.
0: Well, not only are they squabbling, but they're all saying like, "Hey, we've been in post war for thirty years. It's time to move on." And his point is. We can't move on. We never dealt with the post-war <laughs> cleanup in the way that we needed to. Right. Um, but he's also hearkening he's not, back. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's also
1: hearkening back to you know a better time. Uh, yeah. Sort of. A, sort of a symbol of the empire.
0: Sort of, but like it's. I think it's one of those. I think he's complex. You know, he's complex. I think he's in kind of this middle space between. So there's there's let's let's assume three factions. The military is kind of the middle faction. Which is, they are the underclass to the rich and powerful elite, you know, board of director, uh, the, the the council, mm-hmm. and the council is trying to erase the concerns of the military because they want to move on. The military is sort of the overclass to the civilians, and the military is trying to control the civilians. So it it's this multifaceted society where like there's different rungs, and each one each pair has an oppressor and, and oppressed mm-hmm. um and there's and there's so a I, lot of corruption like clearly
1: we see you know the,
0: <laughs> the <laughs> corruption a- is so fun and it, like there's no context for it it's just like we're gonna give you codifiers of corruption with no context yeah exactly
1: funny. yeah this is the stuff that's kind of in the <laughs> in the faction side quest stuff that's in the books um, yeah but basically the idea it, you know they're talking about a spy on the council the the oh the colonel is getting chewed up for wasting money on this science project who cares about akura he's like he's still there he's still there living in his containment unit what if mm-hmm. guys come on <laughs> yeah seriously um and a little bit of of uh just information so uh the chairman nezu uh is in cahoots with ryu who is one of the Count like revolutionaries who is connected with Kay who uh, is approached by Kanada as like ooh I want to sleep with her
0: yeah but she's also a hand puppet for the creepy blue blue mutants like I'm going to need a cork board with some string dude like all of their relationships are so convoluted for the space of a two hour movie you have to
1: give up on the idea that you need to understand a character's motivation to follow what they're doing
0: i stopped caring about ryu mm-hmm. immediately like I, I i figured out through the context of the movie that the movie was communicating to me that kaneda and tetsuo uh, are all that matter and and, and maybe the colonel yeah but that was kind of it
1: yeah i mean the thing i got about ryu is he had a great porn stash
0: oh absolutely. <laughs> that was kind of my main takeaway I-, I couldn't really figure out if he was a double or triple agent though. Like, was he on the side of the revolutionaries and just spying for Nezu? like no, he... I-, I didn't. I couldn't figure he it out. He
1: wants change. The Nezu is trying to enact change because he's in the minority party or something. It's... Uh,
0: it it's sort of like a like a like a Vander in um Arcane it's, situation. It's, yeah, it's
1: honestly underexplained in the manga as well. All you get the sense is that there's a ton of factions and like I said,
0: they beat each other up for a while. Um. Yeah. I've, I've never you know I really appreciate watching something for its political intrigue and I think it's really telling that there is political intrigue here and we don't get enough of it to like put all the pieces together.
1: We don't spend time but- with enough players we just get the the sort of focus of the kernel which is these are the guys I have to politic with to pay the bills to do the science to make sure my society that I love isn't destroyed further.
0: So I th- I think that something worth mentioning now that we're kind of talking about all the different factions and like this is a tipping point and the history could go either way depending on whether or not mm-hmm. the party in power or the revolutionaries win. Is that is almost exactly the relationship of uh like nuclear power. Mm-hmm. Like it the, the like the notion of like we have unlocked our tech tree is volatile enough, <laughs> like like situation is volatile enough that if it tips one way or another, it's going to determine the whole course of history. Yeah. So like, I think that that's another sort of thing about the cyberpunk theme is like, things are decayed enough to cause enough unrest that we might be on the cusp of a revolution.
1: And, you know, the the revolution and the, you know, civil unrest and the, you know, social spending and all that... Pay- takes a back seat, one, because we're in a sci-fi movie, but two, because the colonel is kind of the only person who recognizes that nukes are still dangerous. Like, in the same way that, like... (laughs) You're totally right. No, that's exactly what it is. Like, can you imagine, in our modern political system, somebody saying, guys, we still haven't solved the nuclear disarmament problem. Can we please get on that? And everyone's else like it's been stable for
0: years get over it it's not going oh we've already (laughs) forgotten about covid like it's it's i I mean like it's that that is that is sort of the point that they're making with him being the quote-unquote reasonable authority figure is that like hey man like we we yes we become kind of comfortable with this level of technology with this emergent power that doesn't mean we've tamed it yeah that just means that we've kicked the can down the road and to a future date, which is exactly what happens with Akira. But uh, anyway, but, getting well, ahead of ourselves. I, I do want
1: to say that it is something that we touched on in Arcane as well, right? The idea that you could solve, choose to solve this problem, um, but once the trauma hits a certain powerful individual just the yeah. right way, that option goes away. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's sort of like the... It's it's sort of like the Cord, uh, Cordovia Accords or whatever, the, yeah. the, the, the Civil War thing, the which Marvel is stuff. like yeah the marvel stuff where like "Eh, the safest hands are still our own or the general's like if i may misplace a nuke people ask questions (laughs) but you just let the hulk go wherever he wants like (laughs) yeah we're we're not we're not ready here yeah we're we're this is not a situation we can deal with as a civilization yeah um uh, you know what else is a good example of that Mm. bioshock okay with uh, with 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 Adam, uh, the the kind of genetic material that allows you to have superpowers, it's like almost one to one, and it is used in a way. It's it's used as a cudgel of the rich and powerful, um, against other rich and powerful. Yeah, you know,
1: guys. Like we said, this is an important film that has a lot of. Yeah, I don't <laughs> effects. This is why we don't do this that often. <laughs>
0: I I think it's cool
1: though. Like it's awesome. Really, uh... It's very cool. It's just. Oh boy! There's a lot. That, there's a lot going on.
0: There is. I'll I'll, I'll tame the impulse to make... say, "Hey, this is political again." Yeah, uh, you get it now. I mean, honestly, they kind of shelve
1: it for a while. Um, that's we, true. We get a school sucks scene. Um, I love the way yeah, the, the bike... teacher just smacks the kids and yells discipline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's really funny. <laughs> and like. So, no so these kids are used to it they went to a shitty adoption agency and they're mm-hmm. you know they get beat up at the police station they get beat up by the teachers it's consistent
1: yeah they're they're, they're selling you on this idea of what the society is I'm like I taught at a rough school the building itself wasn't actively falling apart you know like...
0: <laughs> well it might have been rough but it, was it Akira rough <laughs> yeah
1: back in my day I had to go uphill both ways to fight an Akira <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh At this point, Tetsuo also escapes from his holding facility. Yeah. Uh, And he meets up with one of the schoolgirls that just got uh, out. Um, She's worried about him.
1: Yeah, Kaori. Kaori is a character that they changed the most from the manga um, in terms of where she comes up and why she does things. Because in the manga, she shows up in book four after a second apocalypse as a sex slave.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's not quite that uh, in
1: this. They're just childhood friends. That that's the disnification yeah. that we're getting.
0: Yeah, I would almost argue that like that she was put into the role of Tetsuo caring about someone other than Kaneda for the purposes of selling it to
1: Western audiences. For, no, For no, no, like no, a guys. minute though,
0: it's it's not gay though. It's yeah, not well, gay. Look at all the look at the ladies that are interested. So w- what happens here is Tetsuo,
1: you know, he he got experimented on or whatever he escaped he steals kanada's bike but he runs into the clowns who want revenge uh, and also he's not good enough to handle the bike right that's a kanada special skill
0: that yeah and (laughs) that's very funny
1: they they rough him up and um like they rough up kaori as well kanada comes to save the day and tetsuo is just so ashamed but also so self-absorbed
0: He's he's frustrated by his own weakness. Like Calrie yeah. got her shirt ripped off, so like it's it's one of those things where like, yes, violence was done to Kaori, but we're so much in the mind of the man who couldn't protect her. Oh, I th- I think the film
1: is trying to make us see that he is self absorbed, right? Like the mm. fact that when he is saved from a beatdown and her from you know sexual assault, um, yeah. Tetsu was just mad that Canada had to come bail him out again.
0: Oh, yeah, no, he's, he. I mean, he's absolutely in his own head. Um, Yeah, the, the, they never stop communicating to us that he's kind of an egomaniac without yeah. an outlet. And then he gets an outlet, and it's bad. <laughs> yeah, we,
1: we, we start to get some flashes, just single frames of seeing Akira and some shots of the kind of finale. Um, oh, man, the hallucinations... The, the, his halluc- hallucination game is 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 tight. Oh, it's amazing! He superimposes his own image. His organs fall out. It's it's so good.
0: It it shows his organs falling out, and then he's like scrambling to put them back inside him. And it shows what Kanada sees with it just him scrambling at air. It's uh-huh. very well communicated without saying anything
1: and terrifying. <laughs> like you're put into that. Oh, it's space. horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, th- this is very visceral communication. For this is a person who has problems in their brain mm-hmm. uh but yeah the feds spot the activity and grab him this whole like
1: tetsuo is captured tetsuo escapes sequence yeah
0: and he get captured again
1: happens about twice as much in the manga
0: i believe it it just happens twice it just happens twice here uh it's not that bad and i think that there was genuinely some we we had to have that scene where kaneda saves him and yeah he's frustrated mm-hmm. like that's I'm I'm not willing to sacrifice that scene for anyone. Yeah, that, so that, that's an important. He needed one. to escape the ones, but um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so now for now we're for now for a sewer party. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, well, Canada is distracted, right?
1: You know, uh, he's hanging out with some ladies, but he just can't focus. He's worried about his boy. He's worried
0: about his bike. Um we get some terrorism yeah, every time he says he's scared for his bike he's actually scared for Tetsuo it's right. just the only way he can communicate it
1: yeah all, all of the male urges get sublimated into chrome <laughs> um, there is circus music playing again there's a yeah, weird the, musical choice while like terrorism a synth happens
0: calliope? what the hell
1: <laughs> this is one of those meat and glove kind of moments where I'm like are you sure guys like
0: this I get a, it
1: this is a choice Apparently, yeah, the, the director, when he saw the final, like, all of the, the anime itself without all the music put in, he was like, they've ruined my movie. And then when they put the music in, he was like, oh, no, it's fine. It's good. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what did it for you?
0: <laughs> I, it's, it's, I'm going to try to find as much music as I'm able. I don't think I'll be able to articulate. Like, if, it's a pretty readily available OST. If, I if nothing be to... else, the music It's hard to articulate how it's so bizarre in the moment. It's it's not that the music itself is weird, although it is. It's like the wizard porn can't... music battle m- stuff. No, well, yeah, yeah I, just, <laughs> I can't insecurity. figure out how these Legos fit together.
1: I think it is trying to communicate to the audience that some artsy shit is happening. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It does kind of feel because that way. A, because it's an odd choice and you have to say, oh, this must be like art I can't understand because I'm but not it... cultured enough. <laughs>
0: it it doesn't have an artsy budget it has a blockbuster budget of Mm -hmm. its time so like that is that's a very strange way i don't know it it feels like a gamble to have music that is that experimental and used that yeah non-obviously in the movie given that the movie was hugely expensive like that just feels like a huge gamble Mm -hmm. um anyway but yeah so we see k K, kai i don't remember how it's uh, there's two people named there's one of them's named Kay. I think Kai is his is one of the biker kids. Okay. Because later on Kaneda says, Kay, Kai and I'm like, Oh no, but it's two st- oh, deep, yeah, distinct Kay. people.
1: Yeah, so Kay um is one of the revolutionaries. She's she's blowing stuff up and Kaneda, mm-hmm. who saw her earlier, hit on her, got nowhere, sees her again. He's like, Oh, it's time.
0: <laughs> yeah, Daddy like
1: Time to get my groove on with somebody who looks just like me.
0: Yeah, well, they all look like each other, except for the blue mutants and the guys with the porn stashes.
1: Um, And this this is the beginning of Kanada kind of being overly competent. Like, he must have some sort of superpowers, too, because he's just taken
0: down waves of cops throughout the movie. (laughs) Well, these are just, like, regular guards. I I accept the notion that a Yusuke Urameshi can take out a single guard. Sure. Uh, given that he's got sewer cover, look, he's he they, they I lived was, in the I sewers. I was born in the he sewers. He was born in it.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we we do get a long we shot of a uh, of a shot guard just sinking in shit. The yeah the the shots they choose to hold in on and wait on are really interesting because they're all about oh, the it- aesthetic.
0: Yeah, they show half vomit. his face gets shot off and, like, the creeping terror that his brain is leaking and then just death. And then there's a second guard that is starting to vomit from the visceral mm-hmm. nature of it. There's also, like, a really good aftermath for her shooting the guard where, like, she's, like, shaking and, like, thousand-yard stare. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is a revolutionary who has probably n- never shot anyone before. Right so it's just, it's good context to get us on her side of like her heart's in the right place, but she's clearly too innocent for this role. Yeah. Cause later on he's
1: like, Oh, did you kill your first guy? Yeah, that's rough. It, it gets easier. You know, anyway, you want to go make
0: out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. some there's something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they abscond from, from the place. Uh, meanwhile, Tetsuo has some flashbacks or hallucinations. It's, it's unclear. It's a, he's, it's a he's a bound thing. up again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and at the same time, we kind of get this other scene in the facility where they hold these psychics. Where there's this mutant girl. I can't remember what her name was. Uh, it's the girl one, Miyoko. I think she is relating a prophecy to the colonel. Which I don't know if you notice, like this, th- or the, the colonel's, Kyoko. The colonel is very affectionate. Yeah, he cares these. about these children.
1: He. He seems to ha- understand the human cost of things in the way no one else does.
0: This little touch where, like, she holds out her hand and he, like, grabs it. Yeah. Or or the other way around. It's just, it's it's so at odds with the notion of military man in charge, mm-hmm. especially one who is committing atrocities. Right. It, it, I, I think they do a lot of work in this movie to say, listen to this guy. He's got a point.
1: Right, which is why it clashes when he starts a coup. But you know, I
0: mean, <laughs> it's a coup
1: of justice, Zane. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I'm familiar. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, so she had yeah. a um, she was dreaming of Akira returning. Right, that's presumably what we were seeing in the Tetsuo dream. Um, mm-hmm. And so the Colonel and some scientists head on down to the depths to see to make sure that Akira is still contained. And we get some. It's a Genova. Um,
0: Guys, we got a Genova. It's yeah. it's a locked away techno monster. It's a Genova. <laughs> he's kept it near absolute zero. It's a Lavos. It's a Genova. You guys have seen this. Japan's been doing this for decades. <laughs> yeah. And and this is where the Colonel like thinks back to a conversation
1: he had where he's like, you know, I don't want the destruction of another psychic episode, but damn it, I miss the heroic sense of rebuilding. He's you know, this mythic past that he's trying to
0: rebrand. <laughs> I, I didn't see that much of this. I I kind of just saw like he won't he 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 was he cut his teeth on the era of being afraid of nukes all the time. He cut his teeth in the Cold War era. Yeah. And like that is how he that's the prism through which he views everything.
1: I just couldn't get away from the movie glorifying this guy who wants to return to Imperial Japan. That, that was just there, kind of hard for me to deal with.
0: <laughs> well, every faction is kind of vilified and uh Apologized for, with the exception of like the 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 elites, the coastal elites. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're kind of all coastal, but uh, <laughs> they the you know he is a very human character. Sure. The bikers are very human characters. The even even the you know even the civilians that are like heralding the return of Akira. These are the same civilians that have been beat up over the course of the movie by a police state, but like they're also. Framed in this way, where they're religious zealots, like no one kind of escapes this situation yeah. without internalizing some pretty damaging behaviors. The,
1: the The movie and the manga don't do a ton of moralizing on what is the right way to have a society. It is. Yeah. It does hit on many times the importance of having the power to do so.
0: the The whole movie operates on should we be like, should we embrace change without restriction? Mm-hmm. Should, should we, should we, um, should we, sh- should we throw caution to the wind in pursuing greatness? And the answer is no. At right. least that's the answer. The movie comes up, uh, comes out with, but it also recognizes the need for embracing that greatness. Things are not good as they stand. Change is needed. Uh, So as much as I hate to be a it's somewhere in the middle kind of guy, that's that's where the movie goes. Yeah. And it is that is a very Miyazaki kind of framework of we have to embrace progress. But, oh, not that much. And I
1: I, I do think it comes back into this idea of trauma. You know, at what point can we try to divorce ourselves from our past in order to actually move forward? Are we capable of that?
0: Right. And I guess like the the kernel character is is a great beacon of, well, we're not over it yet. Like yeah. we, we, you, you, you can't just, like, wait until it's done. You, you actually have to, like, deal with the causes behind it in order to... Like, you have to plan... Like, we had to, you know, we had to remove a bunch of nukes. We had to uh-huh. do a bunch of stuff in order to make it the... make Make everyone not worry about nuclear, you know cataclysm and it's still they're still worried about it and they should be yeah because the nukes are still there like you can't move <laughs> on until you remove the threat what that if, is hanging over your what head. if i just suppress all my feelings down right
1: is that <laughs> how
0: far are you suppressing them is it is it is it bunker territory i don't know some not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point kaneda and Kay meet up with ryu yeah yeah um and Kaneda is being a real cute goober, not trying to get, trying not to get shot. Yeah, all of the
1: revolutionists are like, he's clearly a spy, and she's like, he's not really smart look, look enough at his, for that. Look at his fucking jacket, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, the, the, he he does a great line uh, when they catch him listening in the vents. He's like, uh, you know, don't don't shoot me. They say that the only useless folks are the ones who aren't asked, huh? Don't they? Don't they, guys? <laughs> like he's trying don't to get the, them. Not don't they to shoot. say that?
0: Maybe they don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's he, just talking too fast. Am I, am I talking? Is, am I being weird? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the same time, or rather, next scene. There, there's a lot of intercuts. Yeah. Uh, this is where we see the protesters' doom saying about Akira's arrival. I don't know how they're getting that that the, like this notion that Akira is coming back or what. This the populace knows about Akira. Okay, time for
1: me to tell you a little bit about what happens in the manga that they cut out. Oh boy. So I and I feel like they didn't necessarily need to include this character, but they knew people would ask questions if they weren't. So this this priest character we see like a couple of times h the the return of Akira and the destruction of all people. This is a f this is a psychic from a previous test generation. Um mm and she is like able to sense certain things and after the explosion that destroys Tokyo again she leads one of the factions she like trains up minor psychics to try and fight against Tetsuo's reign because that's a whole thing
0: oh it's like a children of dune thing
1: yeah it's 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 something But, um, so she's actually very, a very important character in the manga, but again, because so much of the manga is just this faction won this battle and now they're in charge. Oh no, this one is, Yeah, it kind of gets lost, but that's, so, so she knows that Akira is back because she senses Tetsuo's power and is like, oh, those are similar, you know, we need to do something about this.
0: Well, and, and they've already shown that this is a psychic that could rival the power of Akira. Yeah. But I guess it's just it. it isn't clear to me how that's being communicated to the masses, whether it, it, it's like it, the revolutionaries found out this secret and they're using it as ammo against the police state by giving all the populace something to be, gr- gr- uh, you know, frustrated with. It, it's not clear. It's one of those things that just like the context doesn't really matter. It,
1: it comes across as just your average like the end is near doomsayer combined with like some historical Japanese cultural practices right um
0: yeah it's 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 interesting i guess like the juxtaposition is that the civilians are all talking about hey it's the end of the world the nukes are gonna fall yeah uh meanwhile the colonel is trying to tell the upper brass or upper platinum i don't i'm I'm mixing my metaphors the the council yeah hey the nukes aren't gonna fall like the populace says but they are still there and we should probably deal with that and the council is all like we we're kind of busy filling our pockets and we have the olympics coming up it's just committing a war time. crimes we we have that yeah. important
1: field trip to the to the fried chicken festival to go to oh. <laughs> we can't worry about global <laughs> warming of course
0: yeah it's it's pretty similar to the osmosis jones thing um i they, mean they like, this, is this scene where that like he is the only sane man yes left in power
1: yeah and they accuse him of using the specter of akira as an excuse and leaking information to the cult in order to get outside agitation it, it's political stuff it's in the
0: background we're past it. it we are past it i like that it's there oh yeah like it, i it like fleshes it out. we're seeing yeah we're, we're seeing that it's not like a faceless entity of police state like there, yeah. there's <laughs> players here the gears are moving Um, And we understand why the colonel
1: starts taking shortcuts toward the
0: end. Um, Yes. So now we get... Now, now, yeah, now Tetsuo hallucinates fighting some gigantic stuffed animals. Yeah, we get some creepy Uh, music. We get stuffed bear, stuffed girl, stuffed car. Um, Yeah, this... this, I think maybe just, like, the the number of hallucination scenes, I just got kind of tired of it by this point. So what is happening here this is
1: this is very much a visual spectacle for its own sake um you know with a bunch of junk forming a huge bear which starts exuding milk and yeah it is cool it's cool it, it probably very freudian um but what is happening is the other psychics sense tetsuo's power and they do not like him and they want to kill him
0: yeah um, okay so they're they trying could not... to psychic break him I was wondering about that because like I thought that they were kind of on the same team later based on I don't remember what motivated me to think that the psychics and Tetsuo were bros other than they're both psychics, which I guess is kind of a (laughs) kind of diminishes their agency a little bit. I mean,
1: they, they recognize that this is a guy who one can overpower them once he gets his shit under control and two absolutely should not have power.
0: Um, but I guess. Also, I guess it makes more sense now that we know about Akira and their relationship to these guys.
1: Yeah, because they were old buddies of Akira who just happened to be more powerful than than everybody else.
0: But so they 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 are the people who saw a nuke go off and recognize we have the power to stop another nuke. We probably should do probably it. should do that. Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah, he just demolishes them, right? Like he he is stronger than them, even if it's crude. Um. Yeah. We also He's just s- on a different level yeah we also see that um the girl is communicating with K, trying to get her to go where she wants them um in the manga so, it so is ex-
0: K is kind of a sleeper agent for the psychics it is
1: explained in the manga that kay is kind of psychic but she's a medium right she she can serve as a vessel for other psychics to do their thing
0: yeah it's it's just a way for the the mutants to show up without there being mutants running around. I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, that's but who goes I, to fight I, them. I want to mention that the music. I don't even know how to describe the music here. <laughs> like I, I've I've made a good go of it in the previous scenes. I'm just gonna hope that I can find a clip and hopefully you will understand my reticence to try to put words to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he fights them. Yeah. I don't remember exactly
1: what happens. Yeah, they're not strong enough. The colonel interrupts the fight and like, listen, Tetsuo, you need to control yourself or we're going to, you know, we got to put you down. Uh, here, have some pills. You love pills. The pills, um, what they he do does, is he, they... He does like pills. They, Well, you know, he's a member of the gang called the Capsules.
0: <laughs> yeah, that probably has
1: metaphor in it. The pills are used a lot more in the manga, but what these ones basically do is they suppress his powers... Um, and let them grow more slowly because his
0: powers are too strong for his body. That I think, I think that helps. So I'm I'm com- kind of I want I think that the colonel is actually my most interested interesting character in this movie mm-hmm. because he acknowledges that change has to happen, but is cautious about it. So he's the one who administers the pills. He has a convivial relationship with the psychics as well as the board he is trying to slow things down so that it's not an apocalypse
2: mm-hmm.
0: which i i think i think i'm fully team colonel at this point zane you're <laughs> gonna have to do i i recognize that it's an uncomfortable position given it's a the, the, the military it's, state it's the intention um yeah uh yeah so they're
1: like yeah you don't want to use the power you'll end up like akira and he's like well, I don't want to be pushed around anymore. This Akira fella sounds like a threat. I'm going to go, you know, fight him.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, this is pretty underplotted. Why and, is he s- searching out Akira is very unclear. Uh, I think he's just doing it out of, like, rebellious angst of, like, I'm tired of being told what to do. I'm going to do the one thing you told me not to do. Well, yeah, he, you know, a person
1: who has spent their life powerless, once they attain power, does not want to give it up.
0: That is That is true. I think that there's also an element of just like now that he's got power, he is for the first time able to fight, mm-hmm. and like everyone is an enemy. So right. He, you know, it. He he's just attacking whoever he can. Like, yeah. it's it's almost a metaphor for the counterculture in a military state of like the, these gangs aren't really fighting the police state; they're fighting <laughs> each other. That's the only person they can reach.
1: Yeah, become ungovernable. Yeah. Um. Ka- Kaneda shows up <laughs> it's, which is just kind of his thing.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, he he, he sh- that is what I said, he shows Canada shows up, Tetsuo's unappreciative. I like their conversation a lot because the yes. power dynamic has so clearly flipped and Kaneda does not <laughs> he does not recognize that. It. I think he does recognize it but doesn't give a shit. Like, well, he, he doesn't he let doesn't, it he doesn't let
1: it show that he knows that he's outmatched. Um which yeah, I think is really I good, so. right? Cuz like this guy Who's clearly power tripping gets off on people, you know, begging for their lives and you know asking not to hurt him or, or you know trying to appease him, and he's just like, "You you dipshit." <laughs> <laughs> Kaneda's my favorite. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, Tetsuo just kind of
0: teleports out. It's he
1: just one of the things he does.
0: When sa- when psychics need to go to the next scene, they just disappear into the next scene so the, psychic psychic power is magic in this each psychic uh, does like kind this of is the super this is a super robot kind of paradigm
1: each psychic does kind of have their own specialty um and tetsuo is kind of shown to be able to do all of them even at this early stage
0: oh like so he's um, able to
1: read the mind he's able to teleport he's able to blast shit
0: i did not realize that they each had a specialty mm-hmm. that is very cool and um, i'm sure it goes into more detail in the manga oh yeah um but as, as the colonel attempts to follow Tetsuo, he's arrested by the council and up and declares martial law in order to chase Tetsuo down. Yeah, like the, the way this scene plays out is kind of
1: amazing, right? Because this representative of the council, like, listen, I'm just the messenger. You're under arrest. You have Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty. <laughs> it's clear that you're unhinged, all that. We know as the audience that the colonel's in the right here, but to watch him just say to his men, Shoot
0: this man. <laughs> yeah, shoot the council member that's trying to arrest me. Like, that can't make things better. And
1: then he talks to the guards on the other side. He's like, listen, you. You know who I am. You know who they are. Which side do you really want to be on?
0: Yeah, it. I'm not sure where the colonel fits in this metaphor anymore. <laughs> but, like, it it is a jarring scene. You are not expecting that level of forthrightness. Mm-hmm. That level of action. But I guess it—it's it, the same thing that he's been saying from the start. We need to take action for this stuff. We can't get caught up in politics or image or bureaucracy. We—we we have to make sure that the threat is contained. Yes. Uh, so he—he's doing the same thing he's always done. It's just now it is explicitly against the council.
1: Yeah, like they forced his hand.
0: They forced his hand is a good way to put it. Um. Tetsuo heads
1: back to his old bar hangout because he wants some drugs, and the, the stuff that the scientists had was a lot better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm remembering scenes from from the manga about um, the drug use because when uh, Kaneda originally steals one of these super pills and has his nurse like friend uh, like analyze it, and she says like Yeah, this stuff's super powerful," and then she's also like, "Kaneda, I'm pregnant." And he's just like, cool, can I
0: watch? What? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> and she's never
1: brought up again. Sorry, I just remembered that.
0: Yeah, that, that is fascinating. Uh... Uh, but yeah, the, the
1: barman. Pro- probably off- a good cut. The barman offers him uh, drugs, but, you know, you got to pay up. And uh, he doesn't like that.
0: <laughs> no, he he trashes the place and kills the barman. And we get this wonderful this wonderful scene of his biker boys coming in mm-hmm. and just getting the man on the ground's understanding of the scene for the first time, like we because they haven't seen any of this psychic shit yet. They haven't. They haven't seen any of the movie. They just they're going into a bar that they used to hang out in, and the barman is dead, and the crybaby seems to be unhinged and also caused the bar to collapse. Like it, there's it's nonsense to them. And he's just like, <laughs> I want Kanada's bike.
1: It's my right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Canada's bike takes the place of like a golden scepter of emperorship yeah. <laughs> in this. Uh,
1: how can I replace my father figure in my life if I don't metaphorically cut off his penis and weld it onto me, <laughs> or whatever? I'm not a psychologist. That's how you. That's how you weld. What was Oedipus? I don't remember the story. Ed, Ed, Oedipus was a mechanic, same. Yeah, he worked on a bike. Yeah, he had that. Uh, he had that blowtorch uh
0: anyway we get another scene where k and kaneda are discussing akira this is kind of like our plot dump almost yeah we get some explicit it's big picture stuff um yes it is i want to say it's telling us the theme explicitly i want to say it had more room to breathe in the manga
1: but actually it just was said by a different person
0: later I think it's important to state it outright once. I think they might have stated it outright a couple of times, like it kind of beat it over the head. But the notion is Akira is unlimited energy. Mm -hmm. What if an amoeba had the power of a human? What if a human has the power of God? Yeah, that's a good good image.
1: It is. I, I do think that she kind of goes on too long. It becomes sort of a 2001 Space Odyssey,
0: you know... Thing I would have settled for. Oh, there's similarities. There's similarities I, between this and 2001 Space Odyssey, Evolution. of Man, Space Baby. Yeah, um, I, I would. There are settled. moments. I think the the beginning scene kind of reminded me of the monolith scene. Just mm. like the primal drum kind of uh, thing as we're seeing something that seems monumental, but we don't have context. Yeah, for the it. catalyst. Um, yes,
1: but yeah. In terms of the exposition, I would have settled for like psychics can be too powerful, man can reach too far, Tower of Babel. That's Tetsuo.
0: I kind of liked the way they phrased it. Yeah, but it, it is the maybe the idea that an inexpertly... amoeba with
1: power can only destroy because it has limited
0: insight. It's a little confused, but uh, I I sort of like the image anyway.
1: And and we see that like the only reason Kay knows this is because she's being possessed by uh, Kimiko Kimio.
0: That, that that makes sense. Uh, the, the door's and open, inform...
1: and she's like, it could be a trap. And he's like, we should figure out how much of a trap it is. <laughs> I love Kaneda. He's
0: <laughs> such a cool bar. He's so good. The bikers inform Kaneda that Tetsuo is in a real weird way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Kaneda responds by blowing up the barman's bike. Yeah. Like, I'm going to send it to him. He crashes it into a his funeral honor. pyre. It's so fun. And it's
1: like, I could have used that bike. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, everything works on theme in this. And it's not like everything he sets is a, a funeral pyre for it. He gets on it and then just like and jumps crashes. off at the last second. Because <laughs> that's the only way he does anything. It, that is
0: absolutely the case. He jumps <laughs> off of explosions that are about to happen.
1: Um, one of the psychics shows up and he and uh, Kay walk off on water, and Kanada just, like, tries to follow and slips in because it's water.
0: I love that. It, uh, it's like that scene in Ed, Ed and Eddie where Eddie splashes through the puddle and then Ed falls into <laughs> the puddle.
1: It's it's just clear that there's a different level of understanding going on here. Like, Kanada for all of his immortality, is still not quite He's, getting this.
0: Well, not only is he not getting this, he can't get this. Like, oh, this yeah. is this is a Dr. Manhattan-Rorschach kind of divide. It's mm. not a... You know, it's not a Superman Green Lantern kind of divide. Like, there's there's too many orders of magnitude. Yeah. To put them in the same space. Yep. I will point out the Rimmer is grimy AF. I oh like yeah. That. Yep. That's. Uh, just every every time we're panning across something and we see graffiti and like disrepair, it uh it all uh, we're not stating all the bits of it, but it's there's so much detail.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the only like glamour is stuff that you can see from a skyline you know for tourism reasons
0: yeah there is one kind of scene where they're in like the scene where they're hanging out with chicks or whatever uh, and Kaneda like they're in like kind of the glitzy area yeah it seems like a nice place until a terrorist happens yeah Um. is why we can't have nice things (laughs) well it just it throughout the whole movie they are communicating underclass to us so I didn't want that to go by the wayside entirely
1: um, the counselor who um, has been in cahoots with Ryu and the uh, the opposition, um, he is scrambling because. Ooh,
0: I, I had one more thing. Oh yeah, sorry. So, the 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 telepath is telling Kaneda in that scene that they've chosen Tetsuo to be their champion. Okay, to fight Tetsuo. And oh oh yeah, they've chosen K K to be their champion for Tetsuo, and um, Kaneda says. Tetsuo's our friend. If anyone's going to kill him, it's good it should be us. Yep. And this that was the best moment of the movie for me. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's so good at the theming here is elite versus powerless and instead of governments versus people, it's psychics versus bikers here. Yeah. <laughs> but Tetsuo is in a dual role. Like he's in the same role. I think Tetsuo and um and the colonel are kind of in the dual role of like between those two worlds they're Mm. between factions and Kaneda saying that he'd kill Tetsuo in his own way is like a way of convincing himself that Tetsuo is still one of them Mm. like he's worthy of a biker's death not a psychic's death
1: it it's also you know bringing him in line with the
0: colonel's idea of the mythic past
1: because here we have somebody who cares deeply about, you know, not his country but his community and is willing to clean up the mess of the past in order yeah. to set things right. Like he's the only yeah. person who seems to be willing to do this.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually really touching that like no, he's our responsibility. You, you know, you go on ahead, do your own psychic thing. He's a biker. Yeah, I he gotta get me a us. laser
1: rifle. That's what's going to do this.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the, he's, the laser rifle isn't going to come to him. Um, uh, yeah, but so, yeah,
1: after that. Yeah, after, after the coup, um, Nezu is uh, scrambling. He's, like, just packing as much money into his suitcase as possible. This is that corruption thing we mentioned, how it's just so over oh. the top.
0: Yeah his his, his, his uh, you know his hel- his helper his advisor or whatever is just tossing briefcases full of documents into a fireplace. We don't need to know what information is on those <laughs> yeah, to know self explanatory. The, there's something yeah there's corruption is going so deep here. It's such it's such a funny scramble. And it's
1: so weird that this is the corrupt guy cuz he's the one who's funding the like revolutionaries. Like what's his goal? <laughs>
0: i couldn't i couldn't piece it ryu oh. confronts nezu at this point but i i don't get it well he thinks that ryu turned on him and and that's why
1: he's gonna be taken but did up. ryu turn on him i'm
0: not i'm not clear on this he, ryu
1: is in the like i'm at the power level of the political intrigue but i'm trying to deal with the psychic problem and he just he, yeah it doesn't end well for him <laughs> No <laughs> uh, Nezu Nez- 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 shoots him And then dies of a heart attack Like that image Of him foaming at the mouth Trying to force down heart pills
0: Oh dude um, I have a lot to say about that scene Yeah go for it uh, Cause like Ryu Is you know it's, He's a younger guy And it's hard to tell Whether or not He's a double agent or not But like The fact that he's trying To do the revolutionary thing And trying to make deals With the current government He is trying to do change Right And Nezu having a heart attack and then Ryu walking past him and then dying? I think that there's, like, a symbolism here of old money is dying. And then the younger generation can pass him by, but he's still dying? Like, there's something here. I just don't know what it is. (laughs) I I think it's just
1: if you are making a deal with the devil or making a deal with the devil and you're the devil and you're corrupt— uh, it's your. You, that is not the way forward for our people.
0: I well, the the, the part that is that I'm kind of hyper focusing on is that it the the symbolism of the, the iconography of the scene is that um, the old money dies to his own problems. The 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 new power, the younger generation, took a fatal wound from the older generation mm-hmm. and gets a little bit farther but still dies like it's it's there's something here that's just commenting on the nature of the corporal fascist state ultimately killing everyone involved with it even if the people involved with it are trying to get rid of it i mean i'm that, not sure what it is i just kind of liked it your your best case scenario in a
1: cyberpunk story is not that you're gonna win and change a tide. it's that you're gonna die but the people who come after you will have a chance to do it like you're I mean, that's, you're you're, that's you're gonna tilt things in the right direction
0: that's nearly a Scanner Darkly at its core, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um. Anyway, uh, I, I just uh, like <laughs> that moment, but. Uh, uh, yeah, we yeah, get it. And, and
1: that's this scene's pretty long. I think it's just a way to get those two out of the plot because we don't need
0: them anymore. It is, and we kind of have just a lot of action and uh, climax ahead of us. So l- let's try to get to it. Uh, a helicopter have... just
1: fucking explodes.
0: Tetsuo versus the military. <laughs> yeah, this we were, is... We were building up to it. Now we're here. Immediately, there's a pipe organ enchanting. Yep. He, he rises from the flames of... of the helicopter. He... Oh, it's just Sephiroth, dude. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. just... He, you know, that you see the outline, you see him uncurl and like stand up straight. It's the first time we've seen him with straight posture, and he's walking toward the camera. It's just Sephiroth And he grabs that cape from a shopping window, <laughs> that iconic yeah. red cape
1: that shows yeah, yeah, that he's yeah. a warlord now. Um, mm-hmm. The cult thinks he's Akira because you know they have that psychic connection, um, right? But yeah, tanks can't stop him.
0: But maybe Kanada the, the can ta- with a bike and a gun. T- the tank has the word "samurai spirit" written on it, that's which darling. I think is 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 a nice touch. There's a there's a there's but, a specific metaphor there that's not really worth delving into. I'm not willing to do it. I just <laughs> liked it. But yeah, uh, Kaneda zooms off on his bike to confront Tetsuo. It's very unclear at this point what he intends to do with Tetsuo. It's he just has- like clean. We got to clean up our mess, and I'm willing to go there.
1: Yeah, like just straighten up and fly right, or maybe I have psychic powers. Who knows? It's just kind of—I
0: don't know, man. Something. It—it it reminded me, and this whole movie kind of reminded me of the Proto Men because you know, that is sort of. It is a cyberpunk setting, sure. twenty minutes in the future, but the city is horrible. Um, and this is kind of Joe's role, uh, the the biker who tried to blow up the the the, the communication tower to undo Wily's reign. Yeah. So it just it's. I don't know, man. It's it's so iconic of, like, an underpowered hero on a motorcycle going towards certain d- doom. Yep. Um, the military attacks, they
1: destroy some bridges, the cult gall is down in it, too. It, it, a lot of the, like, plot and emotional beats are going to be interspersed with explosions from here on out. They didn't do a lot for me.
0: Yeah, it, uh, there's a couple things to note, which is that the military has laser beams. Yep. didn't know that. That's that's <laughs> that that's new info. Um, it it also is a very look at what they have to do to mimic a fraction of our power, <laughs> sort of right, sort of moment. <laughs> Thank Mark. Thank Tetsuo. Um, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, but so Tetsuo, Tetsuo is was trying to, to
1: find his dad in the form of Akira.
0: More more or less, he he goes to unleash Akira, and uh, yeah. I think we we've seen Tetsuo clobbering military, so it just fast forwards to him descending into Akira's crypt.
1: Yeah, I mean he 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 fights against Kei and the psychics by proxy, but it's it's mostly a lot of flashy oh, it's sequences. In the it it's spectacular. It's not actually that interesting to watch. We're just kind of waiting to see how this is gonna end.
0: Oh, the K- the K versus Tetsuo fight is is shown, yes. but the Tetsuo versus military like they there's a big standoff of a bunch of guys with tanks and lasers, and then it just next scene he's descending into the crib. Yeah, they just explore. we don't care. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't we've we've communicated sufficiently that we don't need to see this scene. Kind of the same thing with the bar scene where like barman's getting mouthy. We know where that goes. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's a psychic fight with K. Uh, versus Tetsuo and yeah um, broadly speaking Tetsuo's motivations stem from his feelings of powerlessness you know kind of like the bikers motivations are yeah. from feelings of powerlessness
1: there's a um, there's a scene in um, Stranger in a Strange Land the Highland book mm. that always stuck with me where like the guy's at a zoo and he's talking to somebody else about the nature of humanity and he sees, uh, you know, some monkeys and the, the head monkey beats up on a weaker one and the weaker one goes and cries in the corner. And then the weaker one finds an even weaker monkey and beats up on him and then laughs. And he points yeah. at out like humanity is the second monkey. That's our yep. thing. <laughs> that, that's yep. what we are.
0: Well, and and that's what Tetsuo is um, where like he won't be able to control the next evolutionary leap. Mm-hmm. like akira showed that that causes problems in the manner of a world war three so when he's confronted with the notion that you know he 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 can't handle his own shit like he's not as omnipotent as he seems to think that he is he just rebels yeah Like I'm... somebody is challenging his power yep and he doesn't want to hear that he runs the risk of becoming a tyrant. He doesn't want to hear that there's any limits to that power. Yeah,
1: what, where were the powerful people's restraints when they? When I was on the other end of the boot? There is kind of that personal... It, it feels uh, very real. I think his characterization felt
0: very grounded. Um, and it, you know what I kept on thinking through his entire metamorphosis is... It, man, I don't know how much we're going to have to flag this. It... it his his patterns look very incel to me Uh uh-huh uh just like the whole powerlessness i'm the nerd that got beat up on and like not to get too topical but when they attain a level of power they don't use it well yeah or wisely or ethically he,
1: he suddenly has all the power he could ever want and an infrastructure which will care for him and help him control it but all he knows is there's a guy out there who's more powerful than
0: me, and I can't stand that. Yeah, there there <laughs> is kind of a one-upsmanship of 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 sorts there. Um he's just and his own like emotional catharsis is sort of the same way as his psychic power in terms of, hey man, we just we need to slow this down and control this. Mm-hmm. Like his emotions if they could be moderated and worked through at a casual bait like on a on a longer timeline, it wouldn't be as dangerous. Yeah. It's because we leapfrogged to this point of power. It's because we took the shortcut in our emotional development yeah. that we suddenly have nukes that we don't have safeguards for.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think it's, you know, in terms of the broader metaphor, he is uh exemplifying this idea of what can happen to a society when you don't address the the sins of the past, right? When you don't deal with the cultural yeah. and historical trauma. <laughs> or mental health. Yeah, or or mental health. Very important. Um yeah. No. Um
0: no, that's yeah. a, so, a valid point that you make,
1: Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to sound too fashy, but, <laughs> <laughs> but fascist enough to stop the psychics. <laughs> Just enough. That's Just exactly enough. the right amount um so so tetsuo opens akira's pod and this is amazing all he finds <laughs> is, is a, so good. it's a series of tubes it's just oh body my God. Parts. it's a bunch
0: of fucking butterflies pinned to cards yep. basically <laughs> like it, this is his cervical nerve this is you know his 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 cranial fluid like it's just a bunch of body parts in tubes and the colonel explains like akira ascended like his
1: power was too great for this earth we tested his body. That's all that's left, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Like the notion of like our Holy Grail Messiah, like mm-hmm. the power will bring us into the future. And it's like the power, Would it? the, the power was too much for the thing that caused the power. Like we had no ha- chance of handling it. It couldn't even handle I, it.
1: I really <laughs> like this. What are this? you doing? I, I really like this choice. Um, This is a movie specific plot point. In the manga, when he goes to unearth Akira, he's just a normal—he's just a boy. He doesn't talk. He just kind of oh. is hanging out. And then he's, like, in this Boy Scout uniform. They make him an emperor. They put him on a throne, and then they, like, have a festival to honor him. And They that, do the throne bit later. With and that's, that's the duo, status yeah. quo for,
0: like, three books. This is, this is so much better. <laughs> yes. This is so good. Like, the notion that our Holy Grail was dead the whole time. For, yeah, well, for Tetsuo has been the motivation for the populace has been kind of a, a, um. you know, messianic archetype or like promise of a, of a, like, like a, a prophecy, almost. Yeah, yeah. That, and, that... and it just like, no, the prophecy was just a lie that you've been telling yourselves that like change will happen. And it's like, the evidence of the change was catastrophic. Yep. I don't know if you remember World War Three. That's what did it. Yeah. So, the, of course, it's
1: the of the, course the dispossessed clamored for power for so long and didn't care about control that what they ended up with was an idiot god.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that's a good way of putting Tetsuo. Not that he isn't intelligent, but like, oh, I on mean, the Akira level of gods. Akira is oh, like also this, also yes, like
1: just power without inhibition. Um, yeah. But yeah, power the colonel explains like him. we had to freeze him because honestly, we couldn't. We couldn't fix our shit. We had to hope that future generations could. We had to hope that future generations would be able to stop the cycle of trauma.
0: (laughs) But as has been evidenced, um, the future generations from both ends are not interested in resolving that past conflict. The the council didn't have that as a priority. And the citizenry started clamoring for Akira's return. Like they, the lessons were not learned. Yeah the problem was not fixed we just wanted to change forgotten. we were just throwing a brick forgotten. through
1: the window of the of the east coast elite that kind of thing um yeah. the colonel
0: and then uh, the colonel declares that they're shit out of luck
1: well it's it's shit out of luck as the as the sol the the soul cannon yeah yeah that's yeah, clever yeah, 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 yeah. um Thank I, you. I assume that stands for satellite orbital laser it's a big gun from yes. space um
0: it's maybe why i was thinking in um in uh, military jargon, in, no, no, Invincible terms. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, earlier with the think mark, uh, bit <laughs> is because they do the exact same thing there. Oh, okay. Um, did Did you end up watching Invincible? By the way, I couldn't get into it. Oh, Okay, that that is one of the memes from it. Is look what they have to do to mimic I, a fraction of our power.
1: I'm familiar with the. We should we should do a tier list of cartoon memes.
0: Oh, that's an excellent idea. Can we start with Nigel Thornberry? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Talk, talk about somebody too
1: powerful for his own time. Um,
0: <laughs> Nigel Thornberry is the Akira of the
1: first. So while the uh, shit out of luck cannon charges up, Kanada goes to fight Tetsuo. Uh, yeah, they reunite. Is the, well, they're, they're, they reunited in a teen boy way where they're just both fronting. <laughs> boy,
0: it's so cute. I love this. I love <laughs> they're, they're being so cute to each other. Their conversation is just the theme of the whole movie. We've already heard all the. Man, you always like put me down, but now I'm on top. Blah blah blah. But they're both they're both smiling and giggling. Oh yeah, them. yeah. Like, you're king not... of shit mountain. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so convivial. Like they they love each other. They, they're they're beholden to each other in in everything but action. And like their actions mm-hmm. are,
1: we have to kill each other for whatever reason. They they just they're just so relieved to have finally found their purpose. <laughs>
0: They're they're j I just they're so cute. <laughs> they're so
1: cute together, Zane. Do you think Canada can't read the room that the right thing to do is de-escalate him, or do you think he just can't help egging him on?
0: I think yeah, that's a that's <laughs> a that's a 30 year old argument that they're having. So this is okay, this is a thirty year old married couple, the wife of which has just purchased a gun, and the guy can't the the, the husband can't help himself but continue to, you know, Gaslight and <laughs> <laughs> end abuse. Um, the tread is already te- is already there, man. Yeah, um, he, there's he, more of that weird gasping music, which a yeah. This is, the music liked, is just a I wheezing guy here. and some industrial sounds. I liked it for it, this one. It, I don't it, know what it means. It was effective, but I liked it. So, uh, Conde says something really good here, though. Oh yeah. This ain't fair. Fight with your bare hands. This is just after he runs out of laser energy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like like if you had power you would use it it's only when you don't have power that you're like hey man this isn't fair
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i love that yeah and actually uh
1: even after he super saiyans up in the manga they do just fist fight for a while <laughs>
0: good good no that's how boys have emotions in in japan yeah anywhere really it was the 80s it was, well, no, 80s. It was like, a different time in the 80s in japan all love is male-to-male fist fight <laughs> That's the only kind of love they know. Um, But, uh, yeah, the the Shit Out of Luck cannon fires from space and uh, severs Tetsuo's arm. And Kaneda is not a scratch. He's protected by psychic energy, but also just jumps from explosions for a while.
1: And, And it's so weird because this is the most dramatic and serious part. And now everything Kaneda does is so funny. Like yeah Tetsuo is down on the ground he's freaking out because he just lost his arm because Tetsuo shot it and then the laser cannon exposed it
0: and Kanada's just up on top of a ledge trying to drop a rock on him <laughs> there's there's a moment in Lupin III uh the castle of Cagliostro where Lupin is trying to fire a rocket at a adjacent building but sort of fucks up and starts tumbling down the side of the building that he's on yeah it's like a sloped roof and there's a moment where he's like trying to backpedal and stop it. And there's a moment where he's just like, nope, change plan. And starts to accelerate so that he can jump the distance. <laughs> and that that's thats what Kanada is doing now. It's mm-hmm. like, we've, we've gone too far in. All I can do is accelerate. That's the only <laughs> choice. There's um, no de-escalation here, Zane. Th-
1: they charge up for a second shot, but Tetsuo launches himself into orbit and takes it out. Yeah, he can fly
0: now. And
1: uh, and we, we get this great little shot of debris raining down and Kanada, like, Looney Tunes jumping away from it. It's pretty He's so much I, more I cartoony. Lo-
0: Very Lupin uh, about at the end of this movie. I like the red outline that he has in space as well. Like, mm. nonverbal communication. He's protecting himself from the vacuum.
1: Yeah, t- tattoo destroying stuff is good.
0: Random military explosions, less good. Yeah. <laughs> yes this still feels cool But uh yeah tetsuo makes a new fucking arm for himself out of debris this
1: is a famous clip this is uh you know what people hold up when they say look at the amount of craft and detail that went into this
0: yeah it's insane (laughs) absolutely nuts um it looks great he he even kind of downplays it later he's like yeah it's not pretty but it'll do yeah (laughs) works okay um
1: so the um we cut to the scientist who's watching the like brain patterns and how it aligns with Akira's. Um,
0: yeah, I, uh, like they're they're commenting both the scientist and the the colonel. Uh, the and the and the the psychics are both independently verifying he's at the peak of his power. He yeah. is hitting that tipping point with progress where we can no longer control it.
1: Yeah, and so now we have a little calm before the second storm, where Kaori shows up. Um, she sees Akira's throne. a they...
0: yeah, that's that's a good that's a good m- moment of like him on the throne with the new arm and like the Akira. She's like, don't look. He's like, don't jars. look at jars. <laughs> Our Akira jar- jars are behind him. Yeah, like sort of framing the the emperor throne. Why it's is very there a good. throne
1: at the Olympics? <laughs> I love it. Um. This is um, another, like, particularly Japanese theming, like this incorporation of the technological in order to, you know, keep pace. Um, yeah. And how that has
0: drawbacks. Yeah. I mean, like, that's Princess Mononoke front to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's... Mm. But, but yeah,
1: um, he thinks, you know, people call Akira because they just want somebody to destroy it all and bring it all down. They don't care who it is.
0: Oh, no, he said not. Akira never existed. It was always just a tool f- of destruction. And yeah. he's talking about himself as well. Like, he's a product of, you know, the military-industrial complex creating human weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, he was never a person to them. He was a weapon.
1: And he starts to metastasize, right? His his arm fuses with the chair. He needs those Yeah,
0: Yeah, it starts infecting the Abe Lincoln throne. Uh, <laughs> his power is breaking free as the colonel... Steps up and uh, confronts him, and this is this is the tipping point that we've been suggesting toward the entire time of like power accelerates, this technology accelerates to a point at which it tips past the point where we can moderate it. Mm-hmm. So this this is the the nuke has left the silo moment of Akira. Yes, is the baby mech monster doing scene? One. Yeah, baby mech metamorphosis. He he goes full techno Cronenberg. Uh, I'm not willing to try to describe how it all shakes out. Just just recognize that it's it's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's just a, an endless wave of flesh expanding out in a way that it couldn't just due to conservation of mass reasons. This is what also they Princess mean when Mananoke. they say the power cannot be contained by his body. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and the metaphor being the techno- technological power, here the metaphor is the psychics, the technological power cannot be put back in the bottom. Well, you, it, you, we cannot work backward from a nuclear society. Uh, in the manga, he
1: does like go into versions of this form a couple of times and then gets it under control.
0: I like it better here. I think that's yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, no. It's... I, I like kind of the notion that given enough time he could get it under control, like, we, uh, society can wait, can, like, catch up to their mistakes if they really, you know, try. But I like this theming better of, like, no, once it's out, it's out. Like, there's, there's, there's no going back. Yeah, I mean, like, on a medical scale, it's, it's the difference
1: between, like, oh, you go to the doctor and your blood pressure's up versus, like, you have a stroke. Like, it, this needs to be a finality, that yeah, you this this, knew is, could this happen is the end of the line. and you just didn't believe it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it I like I like how it's happening here. I like how the movie communicates this is the point of no return. All we can do is hit the eject at this point.
1: I love that once he's out of control, Tetsuo begs for help
0: immediately. <laughs> They're immediately best friends he's again. Canada, like, you've always w-
1: bailed me out, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, he stops being Re- resentful of it because he no longer has power it's the whole mm-hmm. you know i'll shoot you with a laser gun until the laser gun doesn't work and then i'll say this isn't fair like it's the yeah. same thing when you have power you dismiss the people who you know um who who, who tried to help you before it's, it's just not usually shown you this quick it, it's so fast <laughs> but but the movie has also communicated that they've been in love with each other the whole not in love but they've loved each other the whole time yeah like there's this attachment that has never gone away, ever, even during their death fight, ever. Yeah. Um, so even though it's quick, I didn't feel like it was untrue for their relationship. No, no, they they get it. Cowrie um,
1: gets squished to deck, uh, squished to death. It's pretty gruesome.
0: It's very gruesome. Um, and yeah, Kanada manages to laser his way out of the flesh pile. He's
1: so immortal. <laughs>
0: It's incredible. Like you were just suffocating under flesh apocalypse and he just he's fine. And um during
1: the commotion the tubes containing Akira's body parts break and he like his latent psychic energy forms a body from it, it Akira's back.
0: I, it, I, think really I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I like the notion. Yeah. Um but yeah, Akira's back from like the the fragments of his body that were left there because his psychic energy was just that strong and notably akira which i i don't know if it was explicitly stated but i think he was like the cause of world war three yeah he he exploded
1: and that's what started the bomb
0: now that 30 years have passed like he's under control like he has control of his power now well, and he's missing a good
1: chunk of his body. I feel like that's probably got to do part of it.
0: I, I don't know, man. He does Bodies seem more are...
1: tranquil, though.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like he seems. I think the the point here is that like if we can have power but not express it for long enough, we can attain control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what they're going for. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. Long story short, uh akira and the other psychic children uh managed to revert tetsuo and blink out of existence more or less
1: yeah the, the, they basically a big bang happens and they send him to another world where it's okay that he can't control
0: himself like this is the whole yeah amoeba becoming a human. like in human, a testing a site job. yeah as long as it's done on like the nevada testing grounds we're okay
1: right. <laughs> Mark cleared for demolition anyway, building.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it's, we, um, it's kind of an elegant solution. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. they managed to rescue
1: Kanada from it. Uh, we get a flashback seeing where, where Tetsuo sees Akira's history and how he grew up with the other psychics and how he didn't mean to cause all this trouble. And he kind of gets this sense of like, okay, maybe I don't need to be, you know, Shiva with this power. Maybe I can yeah. try again, better in the next universe.
0: And that's that's kind of what he comments on. Is like uh, the, the the mutants or the, the I keep saying mutants. They're just shriveled blueberry men. Yeah. Uh, the psychic children. One of them says it's too much for us, too big for us now. But someday. Yeah. You know, like if we give it enough time, we can control it. They've been able to. Akira was eventually able to. Tetsuo needs time. Yeah. Time and- where he's not around anything.
1: Yeah, and he needs a separation from the past, from the history of his mistakes. Right? We need it, that that whole idea of the past and trauma. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. back on Earth, uh, it's a big explosion. We destroy Tokyo again.
0: I mean, it was it came pre-destroyed. This was like a wiping the slate clean. Like we we'd never dealt with the we we'd never dealt with the problem until now so the city has always kind of been on a tipping point between decay and opulence Mm -hmm. so this is just this is starting over like this is the this is the lions at pride rock rain sequence like yes the soil's barren the herds have moved on but there's renewal in this destruction yeah this this can rebuild now that we've gotten rid of the problem. This is what the
1: colonel was talking about. Um, yeah.
0: Before we and we get, we get a, into the, the wrap-up
1: f- and the epilogue, I want to tell you a little bit more about what happened in the manga.
0: Oh, can, can I first say... Yep. Uh, well, I guess I can do it for the it's, it's wrap-up and epilogue. This is going
1: to be a bit of a whole thing. So Go
0: on, please. Enlighten me. Destroying
1: Tokyo. Neo-Tokyo.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I read up on this. Doesn't it happen a
1: few times? It... It happens at the end of the third of six volumes.
0: <laughs> yeah. All yeah, of the yeah. rest
1: of it is just different factions fighting in the ruins. New gangs? Like the syringes and the jesters or something? It's the psychics and the other different psychics and some guy with a truly awful haircut. Um, but, no and, porn but sash then basically on that guy, I'm the, the the, the happens at the end of the sixth book, and that's kind of combined here. But you, what you have is Akira as this sort of like figurehead idiot god emperor and tetsuo as his general just kind of trying to deal with everything this is where the sex slaves come in this is where you know he's trying to deal with people worshiping him and he doesn't love that either meanwhile the other psychics are all trying to get together and form a counterbalance point
0: yeah none of it matters no i like how the movie did it (laughs) no the, the movie is is wonderfully elegant in that way yes there's like weird tributaries weird cronenberg limbs that don't go anywhere but like the core of it is so 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 internally consistent with the theme of the cyberpunk Uh uh-huh and of this notion of like the dangers of progress and like the volatility of power i i struggle to imagine um a work of fiction wherein tetsuo is more textured and Less primal, like I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. Like, his power is just he, he is no longer Tetsuo by the end of the movie, he's just his power, you know. Yeah, and and to try to pull that back some to give him an armchair general or to give him control over his power misses the point of the work entirely. They talk a lot about,
1: so, um, you know, the stream and how humanity is in the stream, they can't divert it from within the stream, but if you can control your power, you can go outside of the stream. And there's a lot of that kind of thing.
0: I mean, that's that's a fine metaphor for a different work. I feel like we're already full up in this one, though.
1: Yeah, I think I think this movie said a lot of what even it needed the, to say already.
0: Even the amoeba thing was pushing it, man.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get we get a little bit of epilogue. Canada uh, is alive a, still, despite being at point
0: blank. I I I love how indestructible Kanada is. <laughs> like through no talent, <laughs> like, it, it just it's just it's just random, right? <laughs> Just just the world loves him. Um, and he has a flashback of meeting Tetsuo at the orphanage. The sound cuts out entirely. Yeah. The, like, the music cuts out entirely as we get this flashback. And it's just such a... It's just such a somber recollection of, like... And I don't know where it fits in the theme of, like, power and getting rid of the past and whatnot. It's just, like, a personal moment of... Man, this person, like, meant a lot to me and was really important to me in my development. And... They're gone now. Yeah, um, even though I
1: spent half the movie trying to kill him, I'm still sad because he mattered to me.
0: The killing was kind of just plot incidents. It's a mercy like, it killing. Didn't, it didn't really comment on... Well, yeah, like, he said it himself. Like, no, he's one of us. I'm going to give him a biker's death. The biker's death is the only death that I accept. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, it's... it's. I mean, and, yeah, I guess kind of Kaneda did come to the conclusion... He's too far gone. What is the humane thing to do? And it's to kill him before he, you know, becomes something that he's not. Yeah. Which is just exactly the general's position of like, no, we, we actually have to deal with the problem of the past. We can't just like, right. you know, let's 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 tie up the loose ends. I, I wish I didn't come out on the side of tie up the loose ends by the military, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. So this is another...
1: <laughs> thing where it becomes a bit more jingoistic in the manga um in the manga the americans show up and try to oh no they try to impose order on the problems um oh no. yeah it goes poorly that's for not, them they get they get it's uh, not good they get
0: akira a bit and then i i can't i can't consider the notion that the americans should show up given that the whole thing is a world war ii yeah parable But fair enough. But then at the end, after, you know,
1: uh, Tetsuo's gone, Akira's gone, um, the Americans come in with, like, relief supplies. Like, they're very clearly shown to be just, we're here to provide aid and food and medicine and all that stuff. Kana and the gang show up, and they're like, get the fuck out of here. This is Japan. (laughs) We're going to handle our own shit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they all have, like, pipes. And are, the cur- like, <laughs>
1: and the colonel just, like, winks and gives them a thumbs-up kind of thing. They all,
0: they all have bikes and they they all have, like, metal pipes that they're smacking their fists with and, like, pompadours Basically. and chewing bubblegum and shit. Just yeah. being Yankees.
1: Yeah, because, like, it's it just kind of uh, taking the subtext and making it text of, like, even if it is done out of a good means, like, this is part of what we mean by divorcing ourselves from our history.
0: Yeah, no, we we have to take care of our own. Uh, but yeah. Um. The 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 bikers bike back to the city, and the Tetsuo Akira three mutant children collective consider the future, and we get an extremely two thousand one oh space God, odyssey yeah. ending. <laughs> it just like lots of flashing lights toward the camera, like we're going faster than light technology with with um, with the. With the guy and then we see a space baby it's like kind of almost the exact same thing yeah it's 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 that same thing i mentioned earlier where they're just like
1: i'm being artsy recognize that this is artsy
0: i sort of like this one like it because the notion is that this power is too much for humanity to handle the notion that we are seeing kind of this sci-fi this is a different universe sort of thing at the tail end like okay they're on this other level now. Yeah. That's where they need to be mm-hmm. and the animation sort of reflecting that. It did feel appropriate. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm also not going to pretend like it wasn't pretty artsy fartsy. Yeah. But yeah, uh that is Akira. Yeah. Uh surprisingly like, you know,
1: I w- I was nervous because you know, we we it's try loaded. to avoid the things that are too well
0: known or too highly regarded. Um this was surprisingly digestible this this squeaked through on the merits of like our rigorous hiring process this squeaked (laughs) through on the merits of it informs a lot and that's the important bit yeah you know like it's it's because semi the same reason we wanted to do i don't know who framed roger rabbit even though like we knew we were just gonna love it front to back but it's important in the timeline of animation and so is this
1: it's extremely important, and there is a lot of very good art being done and really impressive visual development. When you take it on its own as a movie, it's like, it's fine. It's it's good, <laughs> you know? Oh, I loved it. but it, I think that Akira is excellent. To, to me, it's still suffering from a lot of issues, right? Like, it's got that weird complex poorly explained middle it's got a lot of just explosions that linger on or long shots on characters we didn't get to really care about um you know it's clearly an adaptation and one that had to make some sacrifices and some cuts here and there um and i can't you know i can definitely respect it for a lot of things and it did a lot of things really well and it's a thinker um but i can't say that it's you know the greatest film i've ever seen
0: kind of thing right it's like not not quite on that level to me but but taken in the context of the era in which you when in which it was released oh yeah take it taken in the like, context this is knocking shit out of the park holy shit <laughs> yeah like this is the this 80s is are you kidding me this is good for today like <laughs> it's incredible yeah um so so given all that would you say you enjoyed it i did yeah I mean, would you say
1: you didn't enjoy the manga? I would say that I enjoyed the manga less. It was less my thing. I think if I, you know, God, it just, it just dragged a lot on things I didn't care about. And there, you yeah, know, action, even if something is really well done in terms of like these big fight scenes where important socio-political changes are happening, it's not communicated as well in manga as it is in movie.
0: And I, I guess maybe that is the big takeaway of this is that it's a triumph of adaptation, yeah, and like it's not surprising why it caught like wildfire. It took what is kind of an unwieldy source material and prettied it up and you know gave it a budget and yeah. it was it's it's historically resonant and it's it's thematically like very elegant, I think. Yeah. There's there's so much going for it that I found that the parts that were loose ends, like, I don't know what Rio was about. They didn't explain that. I just, I, I cared so little compared to what I grabbed on. Yeah, the whole... There, there's, there's, there's two ways to do any kind of piece of media, I think, yeah, if you want it to be a quality product. And the first way is, I think what a lot of people go for, which is make sure that there isn't junk on the floor like make sure what you're putting in there is always additive yeah and the other way is to pack every day idea you had in there and make sure that it has like at least a 90 hit percent hit percent yeah, rate yeah uh and that is i think where this hit for me but it it
1: it passed on that you know Yeah. i, was, I mean it's it's really impressive and i think you know it, one of the other things is that it was unabashedly Adult, right, it is mature. Yes, during a time yes. when a lot of media wasn't. And if this was a person's
0: first or early experience with anime, they're like, "Oh shit, this is what's going on over there." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a very special kind of. I mean, and Cowboy Bebop captured some of that energy. Mm. You know, cigarettes and whatnot. Yeah, but it's it's this being kind of the first beacon from the anime world to the western markets i think that is why it was so influential is just because like it was the first thing that could catch people's attention as like an actual art form like it wasn't just a voltron that you could cut up and repackage to kids it It was fist of the north
1: star which seemed gritty but really it's just teen you know edging
0: this is i mean and this is teen edging but it's it's more complex yeah there's
1: there's themes here um, there's
0: there's Edge theme. There there were parts of the manga
1: I liked more. Um, I thought that the characterization and, um, you know, action of K came out a lot better in the manga. She had a lot more room to breathe and to have her, you know, develop as her own character. I thought a lot of the cult stuff was handled well. I really liked that cultist character. She did a lot to, you know, explain things better. Um, and I, I just... You know, there was so much back and forth of like, now we're in the lab, now they've escaped, now they're back in the lab, now they've escaped, yeah. now they're in the sewers again. It's like, it's it's just so inelegant <laughs> compared to the mm-hmm. movie, which just kind of, we hit every some of that plot as early as possibly we can.
0: There was some of that in the movie, and I will say that the movie, like, I'm I'm blown away with how good this is Mm. like i honestly think that this is one of the more elegant pieces that i could still find problems with like there's there's been more elegant works of art that i've seen but like something that i'm trying to grade looking for the flaws and seeing them i still found this so such a well i guess maybe elegant isn't the right word so much as like it's because because elegance denotes A level of precision which I don't know if this has it just it has a lot of theme and a lot of it hits Mm -hmm. I don't know what the word for that is dense but it's it's dense but satisfyingly dense it's not like busy dense rich Uh, I guess the one thing that I would have enjoyed more is maybe fleshing out some of that cult stuff because I think that there is like a the downtrodden turn to religion sort of angle that they could have played into yeah that wouldn't have been too hard to do but other than that, um, yeah i I can't believe that this didn't hit me this strongly when I first saw it. Oh, interesting! And I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to go back and look <laughs> at it because it's just it's 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 so relevant. Yeah, it's so relevant. And their 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 hoodlum, you know, their 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 hoodlum love for each other is so cute. <laughs> like I don't Canada and uh tetsuo or just is are just a very com- it's a very compelling relationship yeah. and i
1: definitely i think i got more on a cerebral level uh this most recent time watching it i think the first time you watch it and the first time anybody watches it, it is a, it's, it's visceral. a it's gut punch after gut punch
0: yeah yeah like the um uh, you ignore the, the confusing
1: te- stuff because you don't have to podcast about it
0: <laughs> right and that just look. Like, there's a lot, you know, there's yeah. a lot to look at. There's, there's a Cronenberg happening. There's, I don't know, man. It's, there's the a carnal. lot of, st- there's a lot of stimulus, the kernel. <laughs> there's a lot of stimulant stimulus in this. And yeah. that makes it hard to pick apart at a conceptual level. But the fact that we had to, like we, we, we were, we were, we were tasked with panning for gold and it happened to be in a really good spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't all gold. Some of it was silver. But, like, are you complaining? <laughs> ah, they call that fool's gold. They don't. Uh, but, yeah,
0: that's that's Akira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved it. I want to scream it from the rooftops, but it's no longer relevant to. So <laughs> I'm going to inelegantly uh throw to zane who will tell us what we're doing next
1: ben if you like high art oh boy (laughs) um yeah we're watching totally spies
0: we've we've seen from japan can canada you know (laughs)
1: stick the dismount
0: yeah can, can
1: we rally yeah i guess yeah you know how have you watched any totally spies for this
0: no no i imagine it won't be great have you ever seen it I think so. I think I had like se- semi-positive memories about it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 well done enough. Um, there is a list
1: online of which fetish goes with which episode.
0: Oh, good. I I I perceive. I uh prophesize in a psychic like way. Uh huh. That. We will get a lot of so-not-the-drama lingo.
1: <laughs> there's, there's a fair bit of it, yeah. A lot of boys.
0: Uh, but what about after I that? I boys are important. They, they have feelings at each other and blow up uh, cities and <laughs> ride bikes. <laughs> they really do have feelings at each other, don't they? <laughs> that, that's the way to phrase it. <laughs> I don't think that Tetsuo had a single feeling about Kaneda. Yeah, it towards. Yeah. Yeah, what about after that? Uh Yeah. So after that it is what's that episode number 192? 192? You're saying 192 is a multiple of sorts? 32, yeah. Uh yeah, we we are doing a yet another video game uh adaptation like we do for every 32nd episode. Wow, we've done quite a number of those. Yep. So let's let's go through the list. Did Mega Man? We got a Kirby. We found our asses a Mario brethren. Sonic. No, Sonic, and then the Mario, and then we, uh, we also had Donkey Kong, and uh, I I, for, I, I forgot about Donkey Kong. Ooh, uh, Donkey yeah.
1: Kong, and also uh, Final Fantasy remake was in there, kind of. <laughs> we'll count it as an count honorary it. member.
0: Uh, but yeah. So, uh, but but we have not yet touched a cornerstone of the video game hierarchy. It is time to look at. Zelda. Yeah. We're going to watch the original Legend of Zelda uh, animation, the Excuse Me Princess. <laughs> we we did touch on Zelda
1: briefly in the Flash animation episode with Link coming to town. <laughs> Link, he come to town. <laughs> uh, but hopefully the this uh, the show is a bit more dynamic than that.
0: Yeah. This time we're coming to Link. Yeah. At, we're coming at Link. At Link, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emotionally.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Nice alley-oop there. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our conversation about why we should trust the military. They know what's best for us. And uh, if you want to comment to us in the future, please go to FancyBat.com slash Cartoncast uh, and drop us a comment on things you'd like to see or people we'd like to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or review. It really helps us out and validates our existence existence and uh more than anything else tell kaneda what you feel at him yeah and get get some therapy for for god's sakes this is such a cry for help from i'm guessing everyone in japan
1: (laughs) everyone involved with the production at least
0: yeah like you remember how a goofy movie was required reading for every parent yeah this is required reading for every person with feelings, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Fe- feelings which could, quote physicist. unquote,
1: explode in Japan.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second. You're telling me I flew all the way to Kentucky to get some of your fried chicken and, and the Colonel isn't even working today? He ain't he really did. What? I say he did. Is Mr. Sanders in? What wrong with
1: you? I say you, he did. The Colonel!